This is Channel 253. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is the We Art Tacoma podcast. Welcome to the We Art Tacoma podcast. I'm Eric Hanberg. I'm Doug. How you doing, Doug? I'm okay. Who are we talking to today? We're talking to Jackie Casella. Yes, and we're talking about Creative Colloquy, a uh, literary organization that's been around for almost five years now. And has an event uh, coming up Monday night. So if you have something in the drawer, pull it out, take it to the open mic, and uh, and read it to a crowd, and uh, check that off of your bucket list for the year. Be brave. That's right. Let's listen up. Welcome to the podcast, Jackie Casella. Thank you for having me. So uh, you have an event coming up called Creative Colloquy. Indeed. Indeed. And we're going to talk about that in a second and how that came to be. But first, on the podcast, we like to get to know our guests a little bit as artists. Like, what is it that you do? And I know that you do a lot of writing, so I mm-hmm. wondered if you could tell us a little bit about that. I... Uh... Love the written word. Like, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I try to devour it as much as possible. Um, and I write a lot of nonsense. But every once in a while, I write something that's worthwhile. <laughs> um, and it's almost always about food because it just kind of ties in with those other passions. Like, I really like food and drink. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy to sit down and talk about it. So you do some of the the food writing, if that if I understand correctly, that's mm-hmm. right. For... Yeah, for the volcano, weekly volcano. Okay. Um, and I've been doing that on and off for several years. And I think personal hero Ron Swarner. He's great. He's just so good, and he continues to really inspire me. And I think um, as a food writer, I'm always like, man, I wish I had that that voice that he has. But I'm still plugging away. I'm still working on it. Still working on it. Yeah. What other kind of writing to do? You said nonsense. I'm going to let you expand on that a little <laughs> bit more if you'd like to. Um, you know, I write a lot about, I'm like a teenage girl. I write a lot of like angsty, mm. like I look through journals like throughout my entire life and I'm still writing about like boys, except now I'm grown and married. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Okay. Um, and motherhood. Mm. I find myself writing about that often. Yeah. And I kind of constantly always working on these, you know, stories, whether it's about like human connection through bartending or personal relationships, like as they evolve. Um, so, yeah, it's always yeah different. You said you, you, you feel like you're writing like a teenage girl. Did you write when you were a teenage girl? I did. Oh, yes. A lot of bad poetry. <laughs> okay. Um, which I gave up a very long time ago, thank the heavens. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I've been writing kind of constantly since I could really think to do it. Is it for your own reflection, do you think, or are you trying to put it out there? For the most part, it's it's for myself. I think I work through a lot of what's kind of going on in my brain, um, trying to find creative solutions or just like working things out so that I can articulate them better in real life. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's much easier to do that with the written word. Like I can write a mean email, but then you meet me in person. I'm like, uh, 
words are hard, <laughs> which makes no sense. Every That's why this podcast is going so badly so far. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just horrible. <laughs> and I'll meet people who I've emailed and they're like, huh, uh, you know what I expected. I'm like, well, sorry. <laughs> I think my goofiness doesn't come across in emails. So. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that I think about when I think, because I'm a writer as well, and mm-hmm. I have written since probably middle school in some some way, shape, or form. And one of the things that I feel like a lot of writers are drawn to are like books on writing, like things that inspire us to become better writers or craft or whatever it is. Do you have any of those that made you like think you wanted to, to, to be a writer, any that you would recommend to someone who wants to write more? I don't think... That, that any really stand out as, as me wanting to become a writer because mm. I think by the time I was reading those, I was already like full on writing. Right. Um, I really love Stephen King's on writing. It's so good. It's so good. And it's one of those like anytime I can loan it out or recommend it, I do. Because it's not that like typical like self-help kind of this is how you write. But really him kind of reflecting on his journey as a writer. And I think that that's really beneficial to writers because we all kind of feel some of those things like here's this man who writes I don't know how many titles that he has under his belt 60 I don't know a lot yeah and it seems effortless but you know he's had kind of this journey of of finding that path so I love that one and I really love Bird by Bird also a classic Annie Lamont I think Yeah. yeah she just has a really delightful narrative voice yeah yeah that's great so one of the things that I often find about writers is that we like to like sit on our little writer cave mm-hmm. and have our, our yellow pad or our computer. And talking to other writers is scary. And yet you have created a place with Creative Colloquy where writers can do that. How did, how did this Creative Colloquy thing come into being? Um, really, it came from, I think there was a group of us writers that had met due to a different publication and event that had happened at the time that went away. And, you know, it was, a, it was just kind of a core group of people where we really found it valuable to connect and talk about writing and talk about, like, wouldn't it be great if we had these other platforms and we had a space to share? Um, and primarily it was, like, short literary fiction that we were looking at because there was a lot of different, like, you can find poetry groups with some ease, um, but there wasn't a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah, I write short stories or I write essays. Like, let's hang out. I think it was kind of a different. <laughs> there was just not that huge community that was built around that. Um, and so it kind of came from just it, – it became very natural to hang out with this group of people because we all connected, at least on the front, that we love stories and we love written word and we wanted to kind of have an avenue to share that with other people. And blossom from there. And I think it really could have been any one of us that started Creative Colloquy. Um, I think at the time I was the one who was working from home. So I had kind of what was uh, perceived as extra time. Mm. Um, perceived, yes. Perceived, yeah. <laughs> Not actual extra time. Right. But, um, you know, we kept talking about it to the point where I was like, I'm just going to do it. Um and, and the biggest ask was, like, I really need you guys, you, you're going to show up, though, right, if, if we do this thing. Um, and they did. And we got a lot of support from, like, local media. I mean, it's Coma Weekly, Post Defiance, Weekly Volcano. Like, everybody This is, was like, 2015, kind of 2014. 2014, wow, yeah, okay. There was, a, there was a lot of buzz, which felt like it was just really good timing. Like, maybe we were kind of fulfilling a void that 
obviously other people had felt. Um, yeah. And the fact that people show up, and we see some people every month for several years or every other month. We see some like new people are showing up all the time. So, so, so paint a picture of what Creative Colloquy is in terms of the actual event. So the event itself is essentially, you know, we all gather in a space. Um, currently, it's Honey, alma mater. But we start off with like a uh, lineup of featured readers uh, who have been published by Creative Colloquy, whether that's online or in print. And then we kind of segue into an open mic. And it's open. The, the diversity of content that's shown there is really broad. I mean, we've had poetry, essays, short stories. We've had science fiction, memoir. I mean, just about any genre that you can think of aside from erotica and fan fiction. That's our one rule. Good, good to um, know. <laughs> and we encourage you to write I'll it. I'll put but, my manuscripts away. But no reading it. Um and even the age brackets that show up are really diverse. So you show up and every CC is different, essentially, because people have different things that they want to share. And I think recently even I've kind of noticed, like, maybe the political climate has been reflected in, like, how people are feeling and what they're writing and kind of, like, where that creative flow is taking us. because. Yeah. It gets dark sometimes. It gets where you're just like everyone's kind of feeling that like heavy, you know, it, there's there's levity. And then sometimes it's like, oh, that one was rough. Like we, you guys really showed up and tore some skin off for us a little bit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you said that, that you start with some of the writing that had been featured on the site. Mm -hmm. How might a writer in town go about uh, having their work considered? The first thing to do is submit. Okay. Um, which and that's is on the site, I Super assume. simple. Yeah, you go to the site, you go to submission guidelines, it takes you right to the submittable. Um, there's a bunch of, you know, rules. Uh, it is via blind submission. Hmm. So we don't want to put your name on the document. You know, you can, you can put that information in the cover letter, send the document our way, and then we have a team of six that um, reads it and wow. they vote upon it. And they are all established, fantastic writers in their own right. Um, and also very different in kind of the, the genres that they specialize in. So it's a really, you know, they don't always agree, <laughs> which is sure. great because it's they're, not. They're writers. They're not they're supposed writers, to They're writers, yeah. Sometimes they're like, no, 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 no. Someone will be like, God, but I love it so much. Someone else is like, well, all right. <laughs> um, and they vote upon it. And then once it's voted positively to be published, um, I'll kind of go through and select folks. I try to curate lineups each month that are. That kind of show the diversity that we're that we're trying to highlight. Um, so we'll have a combination of poets and short story and women and men and you know different age brackets. I think it's really kind of important to like when we're setting that stage that we make it just welcoming, you know, and really known that you know anyone that's showing up for the first time or several times that's maybe been looking for that opportunity or or kind of that spark to share their own work that like this is a stage for anybody. Yeah. 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 How many of those might you uh, receive in a month? Um, months are different. It's uh, we tend to receive the most in the fall and winter. Okay. Um, summers are always really quiet. I think people are out enjoying outside time. Good They're for less them. likely to visit their caves, <laughs> I suppose. And then I'm every once in a while, it's usually about June where I'm like, hey. I got really got to put a push out there, like tell all your friends. Um, and we try to really kind of spark that 
just by kind of outreach events and, and, you know, we have like postcards or all of our team are kind of out doing different literary events. So we're kind of connecting with other people and always keeping it out there. So it changes. Like yeah. there's no, there's really quiet months and then there's yeah. really great months. So one of the things that I think is so interesting is, is the this organization that you've built, Creative Colloquy, has grown in a variety of different ways because you have the... 12, of, 12 Mondays a year, is that right? Do you do it every single third, we, third Monday, or do you take any off? We sometimes take October off okay. um, because we have the Creative Colloquy crawl. Which is what I was going to get to. Mm-hmm. You also have the, a really big uh, lit crawl, although we can't call it a lit can't crawl. Call so it that. What, what is it? <laughs> that, that phrase is trademarked. Um, it is, we try to fit as many literary readings in a three-hour period as possible. Wow. Um, And the idea is that you can kind of set your own itinerary. So each hour will have like four to six readings that are happening at the same time. Um, And it's really great when everyone's like, oh, that's a really hard choice. I'm like, good. That's how we want it to feel a little bit. Um, But, you know, if you're really into poetry or if you're really into short stories, if you're really into essayists or if you want to support youth, all of those opportunities are there in one evening. Um, So you just take your little map and your little itinerary and you pick a reading on the first hour and you go to that one. And then it's all within a very walkable, um, mostly in kind of like the stadium district. Yeah. Very walkable. So you can kind of like head on to the next venue, catch a little something else. Um, And then afterwards, we like to have an after party where people kind of have the opportunity to connect with maybe somebody that they saw reading or just see what other people saw and kind of talk about it a little bit. And um, it's really awesome. I mean, there's, there's a lot of support from the community that comes out of that. I think people come out of the woodwork a little bit, and sometimes people catch us on accident, which is even better. That is cool. Um, well, if they like it, I'm sure some folks are like, what is this nonsense? Because they're just randomly at a bar and trying to enjoy their cocktails. But um, we've gotten some really good feedback from people. They're like, wow, what what is this? Like, what's happening? And then they'll kind of join us along and, and uh, turn it into a crawl themselves, even yeah. though that wasn't their intention for the evening. That's very cool. Yeah. And there will be another one in October. Is that right? October. Yeah, we will have another. And I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm already kind of like scheming in my head, like what that's going to look like. Um, This year, this last year, rather, uh, we had a lot of like co-curators. There have been some years where I've kind of been the one who does kind of most of it. Um, But I really wanted to kind of pull out like the community aspect and let it be like, this isn't mine or creative colloquies, but really it's like the literary communities to to own. Um, so we had a lot of curators that just kind of like owned a space. Kelly Richardson just kind of took over the mix and just did an entire event. Um, same with King's books. They had Michael Hefflinger kind of just took over that space. And the only like guidelines, I was like, it has to be revolving around storytelling and that can be musical. It can be, I mean, really it's yeah. a broad spectrum. It doesn't have to be kind of this like, well, this is what a story is the end. And it has to look like that. Um, and it was really kind of fun to see what that looked like in the end. That's cool. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the upcoming Creative Colloquy uh, a little bit sooner than, than October on uh, <laughs> January 21st. Excellent. We'll, we'll take a break. This episode of the We Art Tacoma podcast was generously supported by the Tacoma Arts Commission. What is that, you ask? The Arts Commission is a volunteer group of citizens appointed by City Council who support the development of our community through public art, arts programming, 
and funding of arts organizations, artists, and, apparently, podcasts about the arts. This year, through the Arts Projects Fund, the Arts Commission funded 32 Tacoma organizations in the fields of dance, craft, film, music, visual, literary, and cultural arts. There are still more funding opportunities available, too. Individual artists can apply for the Tacoma Arts Initiative Program by January 21st. If that sounds interesting to you, you can learn more at cityoftacoma.org funding. My thanks to the Tacoma Arts Commission for funding this podcast and the many awesome programs, artists, and organizations around the city. And we're back talking about Creative Colloquy, which you, uh, Jackie's about to tell us about an event on the 21st. And mm. it's every third Monday, Monday, except for maybe in October. So, yeah. okay. So on this next one at Honey, what are we? Uh, what can we expect if we uh, show up for, for uh, some of these readings? So for Honey, you know, the really great thing about that space is um, it's this is our first space. This is our, our second kind of venue change. It's our first space where you can kind of come and go in the middle or end. I just like to tell people that if they feel like they can't catch all of it, like it's a faux pas or like, oh, we can't show up like in the middle of it. Show up whenever. Catch like two stories and go home. That's okay, too. Okay. Good to I know. I just like to say that. Um, but we're starting off with a lineup of featured readers that are being either published this month or have been published in the past. Okay. Um, and that includes Summer Cave, Jonah Barrett, Sandy King, who's on our Creative Colloquy team, and Elisa Peterson. And there might be one other person. I'm not sure yet. So okay. I'm waiting. And, and it sounds like the, this is usually a mix of poetry, prose, drama, it, yep, it no, will nonsense. Be a little nonsense. Sometimes there is nonsense. Sometimes there's hidden, hidden uh, themes. Themes will pop up in stories that were not planned. Like, I don't tell people they have to read what they publish. They often do. Um, and that's kind of a nice little preview, and it gives you an opportunity to, like, revisit it on the website. If you're like, I really just kind of want to see that one again or, or yeah. you know, hear it again. And it's nice because you've had the opportunity to hear it in the voice that was kind of intended. Um, but, yeah, this will be—this is a combination of poetry and short stories. They're all very different voices that are kind of—and and that's what we aim for, really, is just to kind of have it be a little different, have a nice flow to it. Um, so I'm excited, yeah. you know, and we have new people read every month as well. We have kind of like some CC veterans that have been doing it from day one. And then we have folks that like we're just kind of getting acquainted with. What's that like for them for their, their first time reading a new piece in front of a, an audience? What, what, what do people tell you that that experience is like? I think people feel really good about it when it's said and done. I know that like there's no like reading is scary. It yes. is. I mean, I see like seasoned actors you know in their hands like tremble just a little bit and i'm like but you're you're a performer like this should be so easy and i don't think it ever gets easier especially because you're performing like your own words mm -hmm. like you're kind of an it's it's a vulnerable like raw moment for many people um i found it i found it pretty terrifying I did mean, you i i read a short story uh, a couple years ago, mm -hmm. and then I was on the 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 crawl. Yeah, the first crawl. Um, and read a chapter of a novel I was working on at the time, and yeah, like it's hard, it's... and and you know you can't look up to see how people are reacting because <laughs> you're trying to read the text. Right. Um, it, it's a it was a daunting experience, but you're right, it felt really good afterwards. Yeah, I think, and it, and I mean the the creative colloquy community is really great. Like they're in it, like they're there to hear you. And your story. So there's not a lot of like side chatter. Um, and everyone's so like warm and, and you know, the applause is always like 
everyone's in it and they're excited that someone gets up there, especially if somebody actually walks up there and says like, uh, I've never done this before. Um, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. I've always wanted to get like a confetti gun, like, like, <laughs> woo! because it's a big deal. Like that yeah. first reading is, you know, and I don't, I just read bios and I'm like, Ugh, give me a glass of wine before I head up there. Um, and I've only done a couple readings of my own work myself because okay. it's, you know, and out of obligation. Like I was asked to, and I was like, I can't, I can't ask people to show up if when I'm asked, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not comfortable with I that. Get that. I get that. <laughs> so I feel like everybody walks away and just feels really good about it. And, you know, they, they keep coming back. I've yeah. never, I've never heard of anyone feeling disheartened. That's great. If they did, I want to hug them and <laughs> tell them to try it again. Now, there's a second half of the event as mm-hmm. well, and that is an open mic. What's that like? Different every time as well. Sure. We, um, we try as much as possible to like, if 20 people show up for open mic, we're going to listen to 20 people do open mic. If three people show up, that's okay too. Um, Although it hasn't happened in a long time. We do encourage people to show up early. The event does start at 7. Uh, open mic starts filling pretty pretty swiftly. Like 6.30, we'll have a pretty hefty list right out of the gates. Um, and we're fortunate that we can just sit down and really like, just give everybody an opportunity to share their work. And we've had yeah. people that come to every open mic. We have people that um, we've seen once and then we never see again. Um, or even people that have just been kind of like passing through Tacoma, but really um, just dig it, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think sometimes open mic is, is my favorite part. Um, and I wish that everybody would just like submit work, like share your work so that we can like look at it with our peepers and, right. you know, sit snug on our couches and, and really dig into it sometimes. But it's um it's great every time like it just it's cool never stops being great. Have you seen the marvelous Mrs. Maisel on no, Amazon? I have. She gets her start uh, as a stand-up comedian on open mic night. So oh. in the 1950s. Anyway, that would be bonkers. It's a it's a fun show. Like as a woman. Yeah. yeah. Comedian. Yeah. One of the things. Uh, what is there anything else you want to add about what's coming up on the on the 21st? Um, Third Monday, Honey, Open Mic, uh, but before that is is your featured lineup with some of those names that you just mentioned. What, it, ti- what time? I, we probably should mention the actual time that it starts. 7 p.m. is when it starts. Uh, open Mic tends to start at about 8-ish. Um, it just depends on you know yeah. how long the stories go for. Uh, it is a firm five-minute timeline for Open Micers. Okay. Um, and that just ensures that we have an opportunity for everyone. Yes. Otherwise, we could be there for a really long time. Yes. And venues hate that. Uh, this January is, it's always a really big one because I think people have made like a New Year's resolution to be like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get my words out there. I'm going to jump up on the stage. Um, so we always see a lot of new faces. That's cool. It's, it's almost like overwhelming to me sometimes just like, wow, like how, you know, we're going on five years and I wonder like, how have you not heard about us before? How come you haven't shown up before? I'm always really curious because I mean, people are discovering us all the time, which is Excellent. And then from there, January kind of kicks off our, like, it's New Year's resolutions, so people are really excited. February, we're releasing Creative Colloquy Volume 5. And that's a book. It's a book. 
Um, we're a little late in the game this year. I got a little wrapped up in work. Mm. <laughs> um, we tend to release it in December, so we're a couple months behind. But it's going to be our fifth anthology that includes short stories, essays, and poetry, all written from kind of the Western Washington area. Usually yeah. we kind of, for the site, we say South Sound. Um we broaden it a little bit because we do sometimes get people that are like just outside that kind of South Sand region for, sure. the, for the book, um, but not so much that you know we're going beyond Seattle or or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. And uh, and then local artists um, volunteer their skill set. They kind of pick a couple stories to read, and then they draw an illustration or paint a painting um, to kind of match the story. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. It's really cool. It, you know, I'm always really excited to see what artists come up with, yeah. you know, and, and how kind of like what visuals inspire them and, and how that kind of translates the story. Because they'll pick up on things that hadn't even occurred to me um, that aren't always those kind of more obvious choices. So it's really fun to just see like the two work together and also kind of unveil that to the authors who have submitted their work. You know, yeah. be like, look at this thing that... Somebody was inspired by your words right. to create. Right. So we do that in February. Okay. On the third Monday. Okay. And then March is our birthday. Oh wow! And you'll be turning five. Five. That feels like a feels like a big number. That's a big number. Yeah, I feel like there's a little validation there. Like we were we were baby. We're still a baby organization, but there's definitely like five years. I'm like that feels good. Yeah. To get there. What do you think the next five years might look like for CC? Uh, I'm always daydreaming. And I think, you know, with the team too, we're always kind of talking about different ways that we can engage with the literary community and, and highlight the wordsmiths out there. And I think, I mean, the next five years, I mean, who knows, really, but we're always kind of talking about different things to do, whether that's writers retreats that we can kind of curate so we can give people space to write um, that has kind of a, a community feeling in that aspect where you're connecting more intimately with other writers um, to having like intimate salon readings I think is something that you're probably going to see in this next year because um, we find often with creative colloquy we're not always having the opportunity to chat and I mean we definitely do like sometimes we'll sit back you know and at the end of it I'll see people talking and I recognize that like because of the different age brackets and demographics like these are folks that aren't necessarily meeting outside of this capacity um, which is really inspiring kind of see like people come out and they do collaborations or they come up with different projects that they're going to work on or kind of co-network and so that's it's always really exciting but I think in the next five years we want to kind of produce more of those opportunities where we have more of a dialogue that we're always building upon and connecting with the community so that you know readers and writers can just come together that's wonderful yeah yeah one of the things we like to do on this show is ask the guest if there's anyone working in Tacoma, an artist, could be a writer, poet, could be someone completely unrelated to writing in general. But is there anyone who you really respect uh, that you really want to just give a shout out to? Could even be an organization. Mm. Um, but is there anyone that, that stands out that you just want to give, uh, hey, this person's doing great work, go check them out? Christina Butcher. Okay. She's like my literary boss lady crush right now. Um she does everything, and she's so she she's you know working with Write Two Five Three right now. Mm -hmm. She has Blue Cactus Press, which is publishing some local authors this year. Um, she has a great podcast. Like she's so 
like all in involved um, and super warm and just rad. She's a rad lady. Sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> I can see why. Yeah. That's very cool. Okay, well, we, we will, uh, you know, we, we try to actually, when people give us these recommendations, it's actually very selfish because it's how we find, <laughs> find the next guest. So. Like, who do we need to talk exactly. to? Highly recommend. I mean, great conversationalist. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, telling us about uh, Creative Colloquy. Thank you. Uh, the event, again, is Monday the 21st at Honey, 7 o'clock, a featured lineup followed by open mic. If you have a piece of uh, prose or poetry, uh, now's the time to fulfill that New Year's resolution. An essay, and a novel an essay excerpt. And bring it out. All of it. Okay. We'll see you there. Thanks. I really like Jackie. Uh, I've known her for a long time, and what they're doing there at Creative Colloquy is pretty cool. She's been in the Moonyard before. It's always a delight to have her here. Yeah. So uh, is there anything uh, coming up for besides, of course, Creative Colloquy that you're looking forward to this weekend, Doug? That's right. The Tacoma Art Museum, of course, is having their free day on Saturday to celebrate their new wing. That's the one I was going to do. Oh, damn it. Dang okay. it. Do you have any others, then? <laughs> I do. <laughs> now we have to have the explicit tag. Because you said, damn. All right. Oh, no, I said do it, too. Even... No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> what else is coming up? I'm going to go on Friday night to Tripod, which is a presentation, uh, three presentations that take about 15, 20 minutes each. And they're hosted by Linda Nino. She's the organizer for it. And this week it features a uh, focus on Tacoma's immigrant culture and services outside the detention center. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, we'll see you next week. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is Channel 253.